This is the gold, people. This is why you want an app. They don't even have to open your app. All they have to do is download it. They never even have to open it. And you can send them push notifications. Now you have just inherited the greatest marketing tool in the world, which is the power to get in front of and all of your clients within 60 seconds of any time you want to send a message out. The Online Marketing Show with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. Hello and welcome to the Online Marketing Show. This is Joey Bushnell. Today's special guest is a top internet marketer. His name is Gary George. Go to blazingmultimedia.com to find out more. We've got a great show coming up for you today and we'll be discussing a variety of online marketing topics. Gary will be sharing how to come up with the right online marketing strategy. He'll also share his top two lead generation methods that are working really well right now. And then we're also going to be discussing mobile apps, why having a mobile app is a huge marketing opportunity. In fact, Gary says that he's not been so excited about any marketing opportunity or technology since the early days of Google AdWords. And as part of our discussion on mobile ads, we're going to be talking about ASO, which stands for App Store Optimization, which is the method of getting your app found in Apple's App Store. Gary is going to share with us the three most important elements of App Store Optimization. And he's also even going to share with us two other ways that we can promote and get lots of downloads for our mobile apps. So all that and more coming up. Don't go anywhere. Gary, thank you very much for being on the call. Oh, thanks so much. I really appreciate you having me on. Gary, how did you get into online marketing? I got into online marketing because we were a started out. I started the company back in 1998 as a creative services company. I was doing a lot of video production. I directed a bunch of uh, films and mostly music videos and commercials when I first started. And uh, from there, the company kind of grew out. We started to do graphic design, web design, all the other services that a lot of the clientele that we were servicing wanted, which was mostly the um, celebrity clientele in the entertainment industry. We, um, I came from the music industry straight out of college and I worked in one of the biggest uh, hip hop engine uh, studios as an engineer in uh, Manhattan. And uh, from there, I got so many great connections that I decided to use it in some capacity to start some type of business. And I started to do video and follow them around and do stuff on tour when I used to be with them and have to do sound with these guys out on the road. Um, and then from there, we just started to service a lot of the record labels and other companies that were involved with the artists as well. And they figured out that, hey, we also needed all these other services. So we started offering that. And then we started to deal with the middle of the road types of companies, the other companies who weren't big entities who we would do all this great work for. And we would see that no one would ever see it because they just didn't have a clue about marketing. They would come to us and spend 10,000 bucks on a site, but then wouldn't have a dime left to do any type of marketing because they didn't realize that they were supposed to do that. So that's what that's when the light bulb went off for me. And I was something I had always done. I was very passionate about marketing for myself. But that was the time when I said, you know what, I have to help these clients because not just for the sense of, you know, the uh, uh, of helping them to be a bit selfish, but I was also helping myself because I'm like, man, we got so much good work. People aren't seeing it. I got to help these guys. So 
that's when I started to offer the marketing services and that's how it all started. So on the creative side of things, you help people with their websites. You can help build the mobile apps for people and landing pages, all that kind of thing. Do you create all of that with marketing in mind rather than just making a website look pretty or designing a mobile app? Do you design it with direct response marketing in mind from the very first moment? Oh, that's a really great question. That's exactly the mindset and the difference between uh, companies who uh, are engaged hands on in the marketing trenches. We understand um, not just what's going to happen from uh, an aesthetic perspective, but from the marketing side of things and the response side of things. We're already accustomed to what's working, what's not up to the latest minute because we're constantly managing uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars for all of our clients on a monthly basis, we get that intel and we're able to apply it to every new client that comes in the door that we are performing these creative services for. So everyone gets that hidden benefit of uh, getting those additional services from us in that capacity. Okay, so if a client comes to you and what they're doing online in, in, in terms of marketing is not working for them at this moment, how would you identify what is stopping them, what's limiting them, and then come up with a better online marketing strategy for them? Uh, that's another great question. Um, the Well, one of the biggest things that, that we're always doing when we're identifying exactly what is limiting that particular client is we're understanding their business. We're putting ourselves in their shoes. And once I put myself in a client's shoes, I kind of change my mindset. It becomes my business, my company. How can I make this company better, grow faster, bigger, stronger, all these kind of good things? I look at everything cohesively and say, um, which particular strategies have they tried? Which ones haven't worked out? Which ones have they tried but didn't really try hard enough? Which ones did they, uh, which traffic sources haven't they tried? And then we put all of that together to say, this would be the ideal strategy based off of, you know, all of the years of our experience and uh, a bit of gut feeling and a bit of uh, marketing savvy. We put it all together to say, hey, I know that these particular strategies are going to be the ones that are going to take you to the next level. Almost all the time, it boils down to one of two things. Most clients come in the door, they have an idea about what they think might be best for their companies. They're not marketers, but they put themselves in the driver's seat a lot of times, like many clients do. You know, we're not doctors, but you, you know, you go to the doctor's office and you want to tell the doctor, hey, you know what? I have this ailment. You know, you can't really do that. You got to say, hey, check me out. Tell me what I need and then kind of go from there. So a lot of times that's one of the biggest factors is people have this preconceived notion that I need SEO. Or I need PPC. They've identified one thing, being that we're a company that does hundreds of different strategies. That might be something, yes, that you could actually utilize in your company. But based off of the budget, based off of your uh, level of aggressiveness, the industry, the offer, Many other things that we need to go in line, we may find another strategy that's going to be a bit more effective for that particular client. So we always try to advise them in that way to get the biggest bang for the buck and get the biggest response and the biggest return for every dollar they spend. Gary, I absolutely love your approach. It's very similar to my own approach um, and what we do over here at my marketing agency. A lot of people want to pigeonhole you into just having one strategy. Um, you know, you see people, you know, I'm the video marketing person or I'm the social media strategist and they're trying to get every type of business to work for that one marketing method, you know, and they're trying to push that one solution on people. But I think personally that it's much better if you can take a step back, look at a business and then try and identify what marketing methods would be good to use for that particular business and then go forward with those strategies rather than trying to fit square pegs into round holes. 
And I guess a lot of people, Gary, are trying to push their own agenda rather than looking at what a client actually needs and what would be best for them. They've got their own one trick pony that they want to push on, on them. So it's amazing to hear how similar my approach is to yours. I, I really you know, wholeheartedly agree with it. Yeah, no, that sounds great. That's exactly the, I mean, that is one of the biggest things all of the time is, and I'm always encouraging clients and I'm always telling them. And even when we do one strategy and we do it successfully, what I noticed as well is that they get comfortable immediately. You know, we get, we do SEO, we get them to the top 10 for a bunch of stuff. They're getting tons of traffic. They're getting a great return. They get complacent. And I always say, Mr. Client, don't get, don't get comfortable because Google can change at any moment. Right now we got you in number one position, but tomorrow you could be in number 1000 and we just cannot definitively control it. And you must have more than one iron in the fire. So we're always pushing them to do that. So what would you say are some common online marketing lead generation methods that people should consider using? You know, like we've just discussed, not everything fits for every kind of business. But if we were to speak from a very general perspective, something that is is commonly going to work for a lot of different business types, what would be the first things that come to your mind? The first things that people should look into as potential lead generation strategies? Well, right off the bat, I mean, our all of our campaigns are always based off of lead generation or uh, direct sale. Whenever we're going, uh, it, uh, I mean, when we're always going down that path, whenever we're doing that, we're always looking at some of the strategies that are going to produce the biggest bank for uh, the biggest bank for the buck and the fastest return. So my, my weapon and number one, I'll say right now, my favorite out of the back is Facebook marketing. We have been doing gangbuster numbers with Facebook marketing and all of us marketers would jumped over it, jumped over Facebook for a little bit. And then we got frustrated because it really wasn't um, fine tuned at the time. That's when they first started it back about three years ago or so, something like that. And it was kind of garbage. It really wasn't converting very well for a lot of people. We stuck in there. We played with, we played with, we got several reps who helped us out and do different things. And then they introduce the uh, newsfeed ads, which are the ads that appear directly in the user's newsfeed. It looks like someone else, one of your friends post and that kind of thing. That is when we saw a, a significant difference in the conversion ratios on Facebook. And that's when the light bulb went off for me to say, oh, we, this is time to get all over this. And we just really dove into it kind of uh, ahead of the curve of what everyone else was doing when all of the marketers were kind of bashing Facebook because it was terrible at one point. Uh, we were in there killing it with it. So I say right off of the bat to everybody out there, Facebook is one of my biggest favorite things. It has leveraged the playing field significantly for everybody who's a marketer. I mean, back in the day, we would pay millions of dollars to get the access to the same data that Facebook gives you for free. It's ridiculous. I mean, I can find everything because that's what Facebook is all about. Most people don't understand. They're collecting your information and what you like so that they can resell it to marketers like us to target you. So we know everything about you, your birthday, where you're from, where you work, what your kids' names are, what you like, what you like to do. All that stuff you're liking is giving us a, a, an incredible set of data that we can pinpoint market and identify those people that we want to get our offers in front of. So I say Facebook right off the bat, everybody should be experimenting with Facebook right now. I totally agree with what you said there as well, Gary. A lot of people get very worried when they hear what Facebook is doing. But personally, um, I quite like it. You know, maybe I don't like the fact that Facebook have a ton of information on me. But I do like the fact that people can send me relevant ads. I don't want to see irrelevant ads, you know, which have nothing to do with what I want or what I desire. You know, I like to see ads that are suited to me. And that is what Facebook advertising advertising allows us to do. So at least from that perspective, even as a consumer, I enjoy Facebook ads, but as a marketer, I absolutely love them. So anything else, Gary, any other lead generation methods other than Facebook that are working really, really well for you right now? 
Yeah, another one that we've been um, doing more of lately. This is another kind of cutting edge, newer technique that many people haven't realized how to master yet. That's where our, us marketers is what I say all the time. Us marketers, we always the savvy, smart marketers go to wherever everyone else is confused because we know that's where it's going to be the least amount of competition. And there's going to be all types of, of creative methods of uh, development system. So the new one that I like the best is LinkedIn. We've been doing gangbuster numbers on LinkedIn. I'm seeing some real upticks in the, our capability of being able to pinpoint target and get in front of some very heavy, hardcore decision makers that would have taken so much longer with other methods. LinkedIn is allowing us to really get in there and get right in front of those uh, decision makers. So I'm really, really liking LinkedIn right now. We've been having some really great success. We got about uh, seven of our clients that we're doing it for who have all been getting um, big, big returns on their spend because we're just able to get to these executives that would have took them forever to get to. So if you're B2B, LinkedIn definitely is my second thing on the list of new, exciting methods of getting leads. Brilliant. And uh, again, I totally agree, Gary. You know, a lot of people say um, LinkedIn advertising is very expensive, but it's not very expensive when you consider the access to the type of targeted business to business leads that we're trying to generate. Even just that one right person, that super targeted C-level type connection could lead to a huge deal for us. So it's all about ROI, not about cost per click. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, and to clarify, I'm not referring or alluded to the LinkedIn ads, actually. Okay. We're using straight LinkedIn marketing, but we have been using LinkedIn ads, too. We're starting to experiment. They're getting better, too. They're doing the same thing. Facebook went through the pains of putting ads on the side, realizing that they weren't getting the biggest engagement. So now they're putting ads directly in the news feed, which is, again, creating that uptick in responses. So we are using it. But some of the stuff we're doing is hardcore LinkedIn marketing, where we're targeting people, we're friending them, we're, we're building these profiles for our clients. Um, we're friending those people, getting them on the list and getting your message in front of them, getting in the same groups, responding to group messages so that uh, you're seen as the industry leader. Um, that, those types of things on LinkedIn is what's been really, really been able, um, knocking down some doors for us as well. Okay, so you're connecting with people on LinkedIn. And then once you've connected, you can then send messages to them. And that's the main method and also groups. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yep. Gary, I want to move on to mobile apps. I know that this is something that you help people to create and also you help people to market their mobile app as well, which is great. You know, it's the, it's the complete solution. As you mentioned earlier, creative on its own is uh, incomplete. It's just going to get lost in cyberspace. Whereas when you add the marketing element to it as well, it then has an opportunity to make a real impact. So this isn't something that I've actually covered on the, sh on the show before, this next topic that we're going to be discussing specifically. So let's start off with why would a small business owner consider creating a mobile app, what is the benefit for them? Oh, that's a really good question. This is the one piece of the industry that gets me excited. Like when Google first started AdWords, this is how I feel right now mm -hmm. with what's going on in the mobile world. And because they're so, again, the confusion that people have about mobile apps is a huge opportunity that if the if you are listening to this and you're savvy and you're open, this is the time to attack mobile apps. I'm going to tell you guys why. And I'll tell you why, Joey, that this is so great. The Apple App Store is now like the third largest search engine. People go on that App Store and they search out uh, things that they would uh, almost uh, very similarly to how they 
uh, with search for items on Google and everything else that they're, that they're doing out there. There's tons of people searching daily for these apps. What business owners don't realize, they don't understand the power of an app is this. Now, let me skip to this real quick. We have the capability of taking our clients' apps and ranking them at the top of the search results in the iTunes store as well. It's another uh, offshoot uh, similarity, similar to what we're doing with SEO, but slightly different. But it's allowing us to take the apps and rank them for keywords that would have taken us, you know, 7, 10, 12 months to rank for. I can rank them in the iTunes app store in 7, 10 days. I mean, it's ridiculous amount of traffic that you can get passed by type in traffic, people looking for exactly what it is that you have to offer. We optimize it, get it in front of them. They download your app. Now, people with businesses, they still say, okay, they download my app. What's the big deal? What's so great about that? I'm going to tell you what's so great about people downloading your app. It gives you the capability to send that user what's called push notifications. And for those who aren't familiar with push notifications, they are uh, basically they act and sound and, and do everything identically to what a text message would do. When you get a text message, it rings on your phone. You see the message. It buzzes you, vibrates, whatever settings you have for your text messages. They'll get the same thing with these push notifications. Now, this is the goal. The statistics say that 97 percent of everybody who has uh, who receives a text message opens the text message within 60 seconds of receipt. They are opening the messages, text messages are opening within 60 seconds. There's no other marketing channel method out in the world that will guarantee you that someone's going to see your message within 60 seconds. Now you have the app on their phone. This is the gold, people. This is why you want an app. They don't even have to open your app. All they have to do is download it. They never even have to open it. And you can send them push notifications. Now you have just inherited the greatest marketing tool in the world, which is the power to get in front of and all of your clients within 60 seconds of any time you want to send a message out. So that is the real biggest, biggest part of uh, biggest benefit of having a mobile app right now. Why I'm so excited about it. Gary, you mentioned there about getting ranked in the app store. What's this process called? Is it ASO? Is that the term? Yes, it is. App Store S- uh, uh, Optimization. They uh, have made a new, uh, 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 you know, little acronym for them. But yes, it's called App Store Optimization. We use some techniques very similar to what we're doing in SEO, but different as well. Um, and we're constantly gauging and have our pulse on what Apple is doing so that we can continually hone what we're doing to get these apps to rank proper. Okay, so can you give us some tips as to how we could do some ASO for our particular keyword? What are the ranking factors? What is the App Store looking at in terms of ranking apps? Uh, The number one thing, well, I won't say number one, but one of the biggest things is keywords. The same thing in SEO. Keywords is the bread and butter of SEO. Most people who go into SEO fail because they always select the wrong keywords. They're going after keywords that are super competitive. That's going to take them forever to get results. They burn themselves out of cash and they never get the results. So as SEO, we do the same thing. We're usually intaking people, identifying their niche and finding those keywords that get the most traffic, have the least amount of competition and the biggest commercial intent, meaning a person intends to buy or do something with that particular type of keyword. Same thing goes for the app store we are searching for those keywords and we're inserting those keywords or sprinkling them throughout the listing your description your title your tags all of those things are rolled in so keyword research is the key to app store uh seo as i call it or app store optimization 
Okay, so that's the main one. What other ranking factors are there? Things like the number of good reviews that your app has or the number of downloads that it's had. Does all of that count towards getting you to the top of the rankings? Absolutely. That's the number two and number three most pertinent, potent pieces of the puzzle, actually. I think downloads might be about number one between one and two. Downloads is very important. They're doing the same thing. Apple's taking hints from Google, of course, because they got the best, smartest engineers in the world and they've got the head start on everybody. And then when it comes to search, everyone kind of borrows from what they're doing. They're, the uh, Google engineers have always, and they started to do this with YouTube, they realized that people could game the system um, with fake views and other stuff like this. So they started to measure what's called engagement. Facebook's doing the same thing. Engagement is called Facebook Edge Rank, where they prevent you, uh, your posts from being seen from about 80% of the people on your friends list. List, whether you guys know this or not, they're not seeing your daily posts because of there's something called Facebook edge rank that determines how much engagement each one of your posts get on Facebook. And if it doesn't get enough engagement, Facebook doesn't show. It only shows it to 20 percent of the people on your list. YouTube did the same thing. Google did the same thing when it did with YouTube. People were getting the fake views and doing some other things to drive up their traffic on YouTube. They said, we can't rank videos just based off of views. We have to have a more accurate measurement of it because people can easily game the system. So what they did was they started to see how far people watched, not just how many people watched it, but how far into the video they watched it. So if more people are watching to the end of your video and your competitor has a video and he's got a 100,000 more views than you, but they're only watching the first 10 seconds, uh, YouTube's still going to rank your video over top of them because they see that you have better engagement. You're producing better quality for better quality content for the end user. Brilliant. And, and, and finally, what other ways can we promote a mobile app? Assuming that we are already doing some ASO, um, that's one of our strategies for promoting our, our mobile app. But what other ways are there? How else can we do it outside of the app store? What other ways can we promote a mobile app? Uh, the, the number, well, there's a number of ways and we do a ton of them. Again, our paid search is one of our top, uh, methods that we use in terms of promoting our apps. Mm-hmm. Social media. I preach this a lot. I do a lot of, uh, seminars and boot camps about how, teaching small business owners how to market themselves with social media. I tell them all the time. Social media is, is dominated by mobile users. Twitter and Facebook dominated. Almost everybody's on their phone when they're on these platforms. So what's a better, uh, more ideal um, you know, cross sell, upsell, uh, enticement than to say, Hey, download my app as well. You know, you're on my list. You're on this. You, you hear me every day. I got a new app. I'm already on my phone. It's so easy for me to just click the button and go straight to the download screen. So that's one of the key ways that we're also using, uh, that we're pushing the apps is through paid search, both on Facebook and Google and Bing and everywhere else that we can do them. And there's a bazillion mobile networks now, in case you guys don't know. Um, most people are unfamiliar with this, but people just think Google is the, the you know, end all to, to online marketing, but they're not. There's thousands of mobile networks that you can advertise that are just like Google that have tons of apps and properties where they can, uh, you know, advertise your app and people can download. You can also use those to get it out there as well. My second tip is press PR. Traditional press and PR, there's a ton of PR sites now dedicated solely to mobile apps and review sites that review mobile apps. Those are two inexpensive ways that you could really get your app out there if it's a really great concept, has something unique that you can push it to the masses. Gary, thank you so much for all that you've shared with us today. Where can we go to find out more about you and also how can you help us further? Well, you could go to our corporate website, which is blazonmultimedia.com, B-L-A. 
zinmultimedia.com. That's our corporate uh, site there that you can read all about in any form that you uh, fill out on that page. It will get down to get to me in some form of fashion. So if you guys want to contact me, you could go to the site and simply fill out any form or contact form and it'll get to me. Secondly, if you uh, would like to check out some of our other properties, you'll see them on our corporate site as well. But uh, I'll give you those two, which is landingpagedesignkings.com and optimology.com, which is the uh, app store, SEO and app mobile development uh, platforms that we have. So those are two ways that you guys can get at me anytime. Great. That's the end of today's show. Thank you to everyone who's tuned in. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to give back by leaving a positive review on iTunes or Stitcher. And Gary, thank you once again for coming on the show today. Uh, thank you, Joey. I really appreciate it. The Online Marketing Show with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money.